0: Today is March 8th, or perhaps better known as International Women's Day, which this year carries the theme, Embrace Equity. Every day is a good day to celebrate women's achievement and raise awareness about pay disparities and other forms of discrimination. But this is a day where there are likely events. For some reason, it is also Be Nasty Day, Fill Our Staplers Day, and Learn What Your Name Means Day. Anyone can declare a day to be whatever they want it to be, I suppose. But perhaps that latter one is worth contemplating. My name is Sean Tubbs, and that means Charlottesville community engagement. What about yours? On today's program, Charlottesville City Manager Rogers addresses recent gun violence in the community. A real property tax relief deadline in Charlottesville is extended to Friday. Charlottesville's new city councilor is pointed to a few committees. A compensation study in Charlottesville is delayed. Council officially approves new precincts. And a very brief introduction to the recommended Charlottesville budget for fiscal year 24. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Rybana Conservation Alliance wants wildlife and nature photographers to enter their second annual photography contest, They want high-resolution photos related to the Rivanna watershed, and the winning entries will be displayed at the 2023 Rivanna River Fest on May 20th. The two categories are 16 and under, and those over the age of 17. You can send in two entries, and the work might be used to supplement Rivanna Conservation Alliance publications. For more information, visit rivannariver.org. quick note before we get going on today's newsletter. Even though I use the word newsletter to describe this product, I don't call what I do news anymore. I've been a reporter for many years and spent many of them working on deadline to get something that happened one day out in the next day's newspaper. These days there is a lot more to my work and I can't always get to things quickly or first. I'm distracted by the end of an era in my personal life, so the next couple of weeks will be bumpy. In less than three years, Town Crier Productions has become an efficient information production machine, and everything will be back to normal in a week or so. A small behind-the-scenes glimpse. Today is literally going to be as many segments as I can get from the March 6, 2023 meeting of Charlottesville City Council, You will find that I didn't get to all of it. There's a long thing coming about the budget in another edition. But for now, let's go. There has been a wave of shootings and homicides in the community in the past six months. At the beginning of the March 6th, 2023, Charlottesville City Council meeting, Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers addressed the issue. Chief Karchus...
1: And the men and women of the Charlottesville Police Department are working tirelessly to address the recent spike in gun violence and to bring justice to those who have been affected.
0: Rogers said the police department has embarked on a strategy to rebuild trust in communities, including assigning a police sergeant as a community involvement coordinator.
1: The coordinator is currently putting together a gun buyback program as well as reviewing other programs that have seen success in other jurisdictions.
0: There will be a community walk and talk tomorrow in the Fifeville neighborhood, beginning at 4 p.m. Rogers also said the city is also looking to see if Charlottesville can provide an alert system similar to the one the University of Virginia uses to notify people of ongoing situations. Uh, Currently, we rely on uh, social
1: media platforms and news outlets. I've asked our IT director as well uh, to look into extending uh, the city alert system uh, to residents. We'll report back this on this at a later meeting.
0: More on that topic as we continue on. This is the week the Charlottesville's draft budget for fiscal year 2024 has been published, and details are later in this newsletter. The major source of revenue for Charlottesville and most localities in Virginia is the real property tax. City Councilor Michael Payne had an announcement at the beginning of the meeting for some in our community who may struggle to pay higher taxes. Charlottesville has experienced two years in a row of double-digit assessments. The deadline to apply for real estate tax relief for the elderly or disabled has been extended to Friday, March 10th. The original deadline had been March 1st. Under the program, qualifying households with less than $35,000 of annual gross income can receive up to 100% tax relief. The level is 80% for those with incomes between $35,000 and $45,000, 60% for those from $45,000 to $55,000, and 40% for those between $55,000 and $60,000. All of the information is on the website of the Commissioner of the Revenue. New City Councilor Leah Puryear attended her first meeting on February 28th, when Council got together with the Planning Commission to review the draft of the first module of the new zoning code. The goal for me is to get a story out on that by March 13th. But at her first regular meeting, Puryear was assigned various committees. Here is Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook.
1: We're uh, going to appoint her to replace Councillor McGill on the Legislative Committee, also on the community, the uh, Community Criminal Justice Board, and the Virginia First Cities, uh, one of the Virginia First Cities representatives.
0: Perrier will also serve on the Charlottesville Community Scholarship Program Board.
1: Uh, Ms. Perrier reminded us this evening that she is actually one of the founders of that program, (laughs) Uh, so we're going to give her a chance to to see how the program has developed over the years.
0: To learn more about that program, visit www.seavillescholarship.com. Snoke said he will now be serving on the Historic Resources Committee, which had not had a sitting counselor appointed. In other appointment news, council named Richard Fravel as an at-large member of the new Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund Committee. They accidentally appointed two people to that position last month and had to rescind that action before making Fravel that at-large member. There are still three vacancies, all of whom will need to be beneficiaries of affordable housing funds. From the staff report, we learn that the city has hired Taylor Harvey Ryan as the city's housing program manager. That position had been vacant since August of 2020. Like most localities in Virginia, Charlottesville is seeking ways to retain its employees by increasing salaries. For instance, fellow Senate District 11 jurisdiction Amherst County is anticipating a 7% cost-of-living adjustment. Charlottesville had expected a study by the firm Gallagher on compensation to be completed by the end of 2022, but that was delayed to mid-February. Now, there's a further delay, as we hear from Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers.
1: Uh, The compensation study is a complex piece of work that involves 237 uh, job classifications that are being studied and 26 comparative uh, communities that we are uh, soliciting needed salary and benefit information uh, from.
0: Rogers offered no timetable for when the work would be complete and said there would be a progress report at a later meeting. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and since the very beginning of this newsletter, one Patreon supporter, who's been here since July of 2020, has used his shout-out to draw your attention to the work of the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign. The campaign is a coalition of grassroots partners, including motivated citizens and volunteers, partner organizations, and local governments who want to promote the use of native plants. We are now close to the beginning of spring, and if you're already looking forward to it, this is the time to learn now about what you need to plan to attract pollinators who will keep native species going. To learn more, visit plantvirginianatives.org to download Piedmont Native Plants, a guide for landscapes and gardens. Charlottesville City Council has voted to alter the boundaries for voting precincts in the city, which includes two new precincts and the elimination of two others. Under the new map, Alumni Hall and Tonsler Park would no longer be places to vote. Charlottesville High School and Jackson Bayer Elementary School would be added Anne Hemingway is a former member of the Charlottesville Electoral Board who had chaired the Reprecincting Committee. Both of these new precincting places are wonderful. Jackson Via is very accessible to a large neighborhood around it. The voting area is large, the parking is plentiful, and they have a wonderful um, circle areas for for our people that vote curbside. Voting at Charlottesville High School will be in the atrium. We are losing two polling places that the community has um, gotten used to over the the last 10 years, but we're acquiring two that I think um, the city of Charlottesville will be extremely happy with. Tonsler has limited parking and is a small facility, and Alumni Hall is not owned by the city. Charlottesville Registrar Taylor Yowell said she received three comments during the 30-day period of comment. One was from a resident of the Alumni Hall neighborhood. Uh, one was a, er, and two were residents of the Tonsler Park precinct area. Um, all three were concerned with changing precincts and removing walkability. Yowell said she feels that more people will be able to walk to Buford than Tonsler, but she recognized that some people will be inconvenienced. Deputy City Attorney Katrina Carlson, who was also a candidate for the Democratic nomination in the new 54th House District. Acknowledge that schools named after people are likely to be changed. The Venable and Clark precincts are already out of sync with the new names for two elementary schools in which ballot boxes are physically located. Um, we still think it's better to move forward with the existing names of the schools for now, but I just wanted to let you know that we had done some research. We do not anticipate having to go through this process again just to change the name of the schools when those change. Now that council has approved the new precincts, they will go into effect on April 7th. Carlson said after that there is still a 30-day period where people could bring challenges if they have concerns. The intent is to have the new districts in place before early voting begins for the June 20th, 2023 primary. Budget season is really a year-round event in Charlottesville, as my reporting can attest. But on Monday, council was formally introduced to the spending plans for both Charlottesville local government and Charlottesville city schools. The school system went first. Here is Superintendent Royal Gurley.
1: Our proposed budget for uh, FY24 is $107,128,647, and that is a budget change of $212,416.
0: School Board Chair James Bryant thanked council for their collaboration this year, On addressing the school bus driver shortage and the recent purchase of Albemarle County's share of the Charlottesville Albemarle Technical Education Center. Working together we can meet both the needs of high schoolers and adult learners but we can also work to address the city's workforce development goals to meet the needs of our area employers. Bryant said he will return to council in the near future with more details about the transition. No changes will occur at Tech until July 1st, 2024. City Councilor Leah Perrier thanked Dr. Gurley and Bryant for their presentation. She spent 16 years on the school board alongside fellow councilor Juan Diego Wade. And this city council understands that we must make this city whole for everyone. The children in our school division will be the children that sit here, that do your jobs, and do whatever else is done in this community. Then it was interim city manager Michael C. Rogers' turn to introduce the budget for fiscal year 24. We are submitting to
1: you tonight a balanced budget, as required by charter, of 226 million dollars $1,155, which represents a 6.27% increase over the FY23 budget.
0: There is no actual budget book available for people to read through. Instead, community members must navigate through an online portal Chrissy Hamill is the city's director of budget and performance.
1: This is our first year with uh, an online budget book. There's a lot of information here. We hope that you will uh, find it useful.
0: And it's going to take me some time to get through that document, this new way of doing it, because I'm so used to looking at it the other way. As such, details on what's in the budget will be in a future edition of this program. For now, know that there are no new tax rate increases anticipated. Much more about the details in tomorrow's edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. But that's the end of this one. Change is tricky and inevitable. The plan really had been to write in this one more detail about the budget, but the new format to go through it page by page is new to me, and so I will get to that information in the next installment of the show. One in four of you are paying me to pay attention, and I owe you a lot more detail about what's in that budget. I sincerely appreciate your role in helping me to keep this going. One week, I will celebrate the third anniversary of my return to journalism, and I'm very glad to be doing this work. If you would like to be one of the one in four, please sign up through Substack at $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year. Either one of those is going to trigger a match from Ting for your first payment. And maybe you want faster internet. If you sign up for Ting, at a link in the newsletter Enter the promo code community. You will get free installation, a second month for free, a seventy-five dollar gift card to the downtown mall, and my appreciation. If you would like to know what's happening with the feed when there is not a new edition on a particular day, look in the Substack chat. You will have to download an app, but. There are some great Substack publications out there, including Tammy Purcell's "Engage Louisa." Nancy Gill has her James Exchange down in Scottsville. Uh, the other guy that I like is Brandon Jarvis, who has the Virginia Political Newsletter. All kinds of great stuff out there. Download the app; you'll be fine. You'll be sure to find something new to read. But that's it for this program. And goodbye.